You're listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. Each week, we take a single episode of a science fiction TV series, movie, or audio and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm John. And tonight we're looking at two more episodes of Neo Ultra Q. Tonight's episodes are number seven, The Iron Shell, and number eight, Memories Are Crossing the Planet. Okay, uh, episode synopsis, um, The Iron Shell. There are no fish in the sea. But as far as I can tell, this has nothing to do with this episode. Strange giant gastropods start appearing all over Japan, right up and down the central mountains, and accompanying them are strange heat phenomena. One clever scientist, Professor Fukuda, has noticed that the appearance of the gastropods coincide with volcanoes, although he fails to note that every mountain in Japan is volcanic. He also thinks that the gastropods are emitting the heat and this will cause earthquakes. A more clever scientist, who isn't as interested in making a name for himself, although his name is Yoshida, has figured out the opposite. The gastropods are eating the heat, thus saving Japan from earthquakes. Jin and the gang fail to stop Fukuda's plan to wipe out the gastropods. Meanwhile, the little girl, Maya, has befriended and protected one gastropod, but it dies anyway, but not before ejecting more eggs. The end. I don't know what to make of this, but what did you think of this episode, John? Uh, why do they even have the little kid in it? Well, I don't, I don't get that part. I, I, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Either. The little child, father's an alcoholic, horrible guy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, very sad. Uh, she befriends the gastropod. Uh, tries to get it to go back to the ocean, thinking then that will save it. Uh, even tries to give it some water. And it expires on the beach. And then she yep. sees little eggs. One of them starts to hatch. She seems to be happy. And then they roll credits. You know, my first thought is, and this is horrible, but, you know, it's Japan. Was her first thought, does that taste good? <laughs> no, that's China. That's uh, China? Well, you know, <laughs> seafood. Well, to be fair, yeah, it's possible. I, yeah. I, I, I'm sure her father would. Oh, most definitely. Oh, yeah. I wonder he's, if it was alcohol. He's a piece of work. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a very strange has nothing to do with the story. Yeah. Except that this little girl harbors one so that perhaps there is hope for Japan in the end because more gastropods will come back. Right, because we find that the the one doctor Fukuda has come up with a way to kill them with uh liquid helium. I thought it was dipolar guns or something like that. Well, I think that's what he called them. Yes. Di- diproton guns. Diproton, that was it. And But they have liquid helium in them. So yes. essentially it's freezing them. But they're, if anybody sees one, they're one of those gas-powered fumigators that they use to, like, you know, uh-huh. lay waste to mosquitoes. Or gastropods, yeah. Yeah, apparently gastropods are like mosquitoes in that respect. Yes. I mean, I, I think there are a couple themes in the episode that are, that are kind of worth mentioning, but... Uh... Really, I assume that this is an environmental disaster warning message. You know, don't muck about with things you don't understand the balance of nature. 
because oh yeah yeah the fact that Japan's never had these gastropods come up before and suck the heat out of the volcanoes is and that right after they're all frozen um, earthquakes start to happen all over the place I, I could work on the assumption that maybe some unusual volcanic activity was going to happen yep and that's what drew the uh, the gastropods there and they were going to eat the heat save the day eat the heat <laughs> And save the day, exactly. Please come to Phoenix. Um, yeah, yes, please, yes. <laughs> oh, that would be so awesome. You can have a place in my yard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can sit on my balcony, out in the parking yeah. lot by my car, no problem. That's That would be just fine. Um, That's so we get Dr. Yoshida, Professor Yoshida, and if I'm not mistaken, he was the doctor at the beginning of the series, wasn't he? Yes, I believe so. Yashima. I've got it as Yashima. Is he Yashima or Yoshida? I don't know. I this one I thought my, it was my notes. I, th- I thought, it was, I, you know, the problem with Japanese names is that uh, Spellcheck doesn't like them. <laughs> no. No. And sometimes they change them. So I may have typed Yashida and got Yashima or vice versa. Yeah, but, uh, but I thought he was the doctor who was, he's definitely name-checked in the episode about the silent people. Uh, dr. Yoshida was right about you, Jin, that you're the, the right guy for this yeah. assignment or whatever kind of thing. It's funny because the IMDB or cast listings for uh, Neo Ultra Q only show him in one episode. Huh. Interesting. So I thought, uh, you know, maybe we get a name check here and there, but we were never, you know, he's never going to be no, no, wow. There's some English for you. He ain't never going to be no Professor Ichinatani. Yeah. Ah. No, nobody can live up to that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's not going to be that regular in the show, but he has been more regular than than I expected. Um, and, you know, he does... The, the, the theme that I think is very important that we bring up here is a science-y theme. Correlation does not equal causation. Yes. Super important. And they do actually, they don't use those exact words, but they pointed out is that strange gastropods, strange heat, ergo, strange gastropods produce heat. And Yoshida Yoshima is the one that's like, you know, we haven't actually established that. Right. Exactly. Look at, Akuda's, check your work. Yeah. Jumping ahead there. Check your work. Cause I don't think you necessarily can figure that out. And um, so very good. And talking about, you know, Fukuda jumping to conclusions because he wants to make a name for himself. And, I mean, he's quite the evangelist, isn't he? When he's up on the stage, given the... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I love he, the he's, guy that... He, he's definitely looking to sell some books, even though he might not have written any yet. Now, one thing that I'll, I'll cut them just a little slack for, if this were an English language program, I would absolutely rip him a new rear for this one. And that was... Uh, the reporter asks him about his theory about the gastropods and he jumps down his throat going, theory, theory, it's a fact. <laughs> and of course he's saying that in Japanese. So we don't know. It, it, bugbear of mine, you've heard it before. Theory, hypothesis, two different things. Yep. 99% of the time when somebody says theory, they don't know they're, from a hole in the ground, <laughs> and they're talking about a hypothesis. Yes. 
right? In in yep. popular culture and television, and whatnot. If somebody says theory, they probably mean hypothesis. Hypothesis right. is something that you're taking a guess at, perhaps based on some initial observations. Theory is something that has been widely tested and essentially proven. Like like gravity. But right, um, exactly. Speed of light. Yes. Yeah. Those things are all count as well, speed of light is measured, so that's actually a fact, but properties of the speed of light theory and whatnot. So, you know, he should have said, but what about your hypothesis? And the guy should have jumped down his throat and said, It's not a hypothesis, it's a theory or it's a fact. He could have he could have done that. And maybe he did in Japanese. Maybe there's no distinction between those terms in Japanese. Hey. Or maybe the guy who wrote the subtitles didn't know the difference himself. That's not as possible, uncommon. yeah. So yep. I can't bust on him, but obviously there was supposed to be in the context, this is your idea. No, this is a fact. <laughs> and he jumped down his throat. So uh, we'll, we'll let the, let the words uh, uh, slide in this particular case, but do that in English. You are going to get a call out. Let's see. Why was Emmy going for a hike with two girls, three girls? That was never, never described. I'm guessing that they were going to take her to some place that was picturesque that she was writing about. <laughs> yeah, that's my only guess. I was yeah. happy to see that she was using an Asahi Pentex Spotmatic, though. I, I was also amused to see she was clanking that hill in heels. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, of course. So she said it was for a job. Yeah. That's all we know. And then she, good thing. Not the practical gal of the original series. No, 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 no. Elsa noted there towards the end after they failed. So, Yoshida Yoshima. <laughs> the professor. You say Yoshida, I say Yoshida. Let's call the whole thing off. It's a, uh, but he convinces Jin and an Emmy, but not Sohei. Sohei's not there at the, the, the standoff. And they get permission from the cabinet, and they all go up to try to stop the operation. But crazy Dr. Fukuda doesn't let them stop the operation. And so what does Jin do? He goes back to the door. And, I mean, he's he's hit it pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got the impression that he'd had a few before Emmy came in and stole his drink and started <laughs> drinking it. <laughs> yeah, I the think they realized that, that, that they had... They were right. They had failed. Um, and who knows what was going to happen after that. And it did. A big earthquake. Yes. All over the country, apparently. Apparently. And uh, and that's it. <laughs> yep. That's, that was pretty much it. So, yep. well, you know, we don't know. We we could be right. Fukuda could be right. But we won't know that we were right if nothing happened. Or if, because even though something could happen, it might not happen. So therefore, right, and even if it does, we may not know what it is. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's going to be a, if there's a disaster, then we know we were right, but we could still be right, and there just isn't a disaster yet. Well, there was. So, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and for a brief moment, their lives were a lot less stressful because they knew that they had been right. They'd been they'd been right. Dog got it. So <laughs> hey, hit me the hit me some more of the hard stuff here. Yeah, give me a whole bottle of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That dovetails uh, into the next episode. <laughs> it does. 
Uh, I don't know that I have anything else on this. I mean... No, other than the classic camera that she seems to be obsessed with. Um, no, that's it. Oh, uh, Dr. Fukuda does have some great lines. Uh, start killing, yelled, yes. and yeah. power up. Oh, more power up. Yes, he was, he yes. was big on the wow. power up. And, yeah. you know, if he survives this, he's going to get a free volcanic lair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what was that bit about the fish at the beginning? I think it was just to uh, to place the fishermen out there. But then again, they didn't really need to... I don't know. They just could have had the guys washing up on the shore, you know, slowly crawling across the, the beach. Um, yeah. I, mean, I, I guess it's... they figured going out in a boat would be cheaper because all they had to do is do a special effect of a, a fish finder with a lot of fish in front of it. I guess... And then guy, somebody I, says, that's not his fish. Now, was the f- girl's father the first mate on the fishing boat? No, I don't think so. Okay. They just if both he was, they didn't know this. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 Guess we're moving on to the next one. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Number eight. Memories are crossing the planet. Uh, this one... I should I should make the episode synopsises longer so that we can stretch this podcast out podcast out to thirty minutes. That's possible. We might need to do that. Who knows? But uh, sadly, I may not have done that. All right, number eight: memories are crossing the planet. Episode synopsis: Alien Hata from Gilnor arrives to save the life of the reincarnated Pope of Gilnor who has been born into a rather nondescript doctor with woman problems. Hata also befriends Shohei. Hata wants to take the doctor back to Gilnor, but when he sees his dedication to joining Doctors Without Borders, he decides he can do more good here on Earth. More aliens attack, and Hata sacrifices his life to save the day. The end. Um, I, I picturing the pitch meeting is like, I saw these guys doing parkour. <laughs> exactly. I have that in my notes. Was parkour popular in 2013 Japan? Must have been. Well, when was when was um, Casino Royale? Oh, no, I don't know. That would have been before then, I think. So remember they had that big parkour sequence at the yeah. beginning, uh, which was, so that would mean it was big. It was 2006. It was big enough. Okay, it was big enough by 2006 to make it the beginning of a James Bond film. So, uh, I'm sure they saw it in Japan and thought, yeah. whoa. And they got lots of stuff to parkour on over there, so. Yeah, and, you know, you throw some martial arts fighting into it, you know, mm-hmm. you've got yourself a mm-hmm. winner there. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So, apparently, these aliens, Gilnorns, 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 Reincarnate. They they know that the soul continues on and travels to other bodies. Yep. And on their planet, the Pope dies, and he was very important to keeping peace because the 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 leftists <laughs> were trying to assassinate him. Yeah. I mean, so now when they say leftists, he means Antifa, right? <laughs> <laughs> Depending on what radio shows you listen to, sure. Yeah. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that, that was... was a translation mistake, but I don't know. Multiple times. Yeah, I know. I know. Still. Multiple times. Yeah. Apparently, they, they figured out where he was. He reincarnated on Earth, 
And so Hatha came to take him back because he need, he's the person they need to reunite the planet. Okay, that that's the gist of the episode. Um, for some reason, we've got this doctor. Yes. He's a young doctor. I assume that he's maybe uh, just out of residence or in residency. I'm not sure. He was still uh, going to school. I, I, do you still take classes look- when you're in residency? Oh, they did say something about all-nighter. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't and know. He was I mean, in class once. Yeah. Well, was that really his class, though, or did he just slip in there to try to avoid the guy? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It was kind of odd. I mean, he didn't look old enough to be a doctor, and yet he was applying to be in Doctors Without Borders, which I assume you have to be a doctor to be. Me, I would uh, think so, yeah. Doctor Sans Frontières, whatever it is. What's the word? It's not doctor. It's something else. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, they translated it in English, not French. So yeah, we're, yeah. we're good there. Um, he's a weird one. He's like sitting on a bench, falling asleep, and this girl comes along, and then just sits down next to the sleeping guy, and then <laughs> scooches over and puts his head on her shoulder, and he just continues to sleep. <laughs> And she just sits there motionlessly, uh, as if I'm I'm supporting my man here. <laughs> and throughout the entire thing, there is this this I want to call it a love story, but honestly, so yeah, some sort of relationship is kind of there. Obviously, she wants to do more with it. He seems wants to, to have go join Doctors Without Borders. Damn it. Yeah, he has, you know, an inner calling to do good on a larger scale. He wants to go to the, uh, Darfur. Darfur, yeah. And she doesn't. And uh, Right, exactly. And he barely speaks any lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just, he's just this utterly, I don't know what he's going for. You know, it, it doesn't come off as like the wise, you know, like a reincarnation of the Dalai Lama is supposed to be or some <laughs> yeah. silly thing like that, right? Well, you know? Well, maybe if off... he had no communication skills whatsoever. Yes. Yeah, pretty much that. He just seems like a a, a disinteresting Nebishi kid. And, yeah. And the girl is so wooden, kind of. I mean, yeah. she whines, but she whines like she's made of wood. And she has slightly more communication skills than he does, but not by much. There, There is no chemistry between these two at all. Yeah. It it really does just come off as a strange situation. Um, We do learn a couple of important things. One, Sohei is the owner of the door. Yes. And Hata is their only other customer ever. Yeah, it does seem to be that way, yes. And there's an interesting dynamic where he comes in, he says he's an alien. So a, I don't know, watches him poop gold out of his fingers. <laughs> yeah. To pay for the drinks, which he can drink huge fishbowl sized quantities of alcohol because that's the only food for them on earth. Right. Um, and you think, so believes it. But then suddenly, well, when he's talking to Emmy uh, later on, he's just like, you know, eh, yeah, he's an alien. I, I think he believes him as much as the gold keeps coming out of his hand. 
uh, that would actually kind of be a that's uh, the and impression the weird I got. cat eyes that he's got. Yeah, yeah. That that would that would tip it off a little bit. I mean, well, it you could know, be you wear contact lenses. lenses. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's Japan. Yeah, but he. It's the way they all deal with him. So first off, it's, it feels like Sohei is being convinced. But then when, this is before anyone else said, but then when Emmy shows up, he clearly basically says, don't, don't argue with a guy. Just, you know, just go on with it. And then they're chatting with him. And then the next thing you know, Jin is there and he's talking to him. And asking him about, you know, how old are you? And what's the birth rate like on your planet if you all live 400 years? And, you know, all these things. And it's very clear that they are taking the piss out of this guy. Yep. You know, they're, they're, they're hitting the drink. He's drinking quantities of alcohol that would kill an elephant. And they're just, you know, sipping away at their, their hard liquor. And, well, Emmy's on that wine in this episode. But, yep. Well, she was a lady after all. Well, she stole she stole Jin's drink in the last one. Oh, that's true. Um, well, she needed it then, yeah. Yeah. And then you have the scene at the end where it is absolutely positively revealed he is an alien, and Sohei's like, wait, you really are an alien. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know where we're supposed to be going for this. But <laughs> and he it's... fights off a couple of teams of parkour right. guys. And uh it, it was kind of it was kind of interesting, but you know, in a, in a sort of, well, that's a sort of different kind of fighting. Yeah, I didn't expect, a, you know, elaborate fight scenes in this series, but yeah, why not? Oh, yeah, I did not. This was totally out of the blue. Yeah, um, but the, the, and... the main storyline where, you know, uh, Earth human discovers that they're actually intergalactic royalty and have to make the decision of going to the alien world or staying here, that one is... I wouldn't say common, but it definitely happens uh, often in anime. I know that. Ah, yes, that would. Yeah, that, that's, you know, either they're stuck on the alien planet or they find out that their parents were actually exiled from the planet and, <laughs> you know, somebody wants to put them back into power, et cetera, et cetera. Power you know, those of sorts Matthew of Star. Yeah, yeah, those sort of stories. So that one was like, okay. I've seen that one. At least there's some parkour fighting to distract me from the poor story <laughs> plot. <laughs> what um, what was going on in the pre-credit sequence? I think they were trying to go for um, some backstory so you'd know a little bit of what's going on, I guess. Now I'm talking about the bit where Shohei and Emmy are up on the roof. Oh, that. Oh, that. Um, I'm going to guess that that was... Um, their way of of showing that aliens were landing. Okay, so and I, I was going to say that you know hats off to Sohei for being an amateur astronomer and wanting to see the Draco comet. That's awesome. Uh-huh. He's doing it from Tokyo. Yeah, you yeah, can, that's you can read by the nighttime sky in that city. I know that for a fact. I've done it. Yeah, there well, he was up on the roof. Stars. <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah. helps. <laughs> If your roof is well, like the, the eight shadow miles of the high, roof, might, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. it's not just that; <laughs> it's like he's he's looking for the the Draco comet, yeah, and then, which is fine, right? Right? If, telescope. if we know mm. if we know about the Draco comet, and 
Mm-hmm. She knows that today is the day the Draco Comet comes by. Could be the brightest, yeah. That That is fine. Except yeah. that moments later they say, we don't know if the Draco Comet is coming <laughs> tonight or in a hundred years. Time. Uh, it's like, what? I, I must have what blinked when comet? that came up. What kind yeah. of comet is that? <laughs> what kind of stupid stargazing is that? I'm thinking that he got this information from the publication that uh, Emiko works for. Ah, therefore I see. highly suspect. <laughs> okay, perhaps that's perhaps I, I that's think the... their their science columnist is also their fashion columnist. Okay, yeah. So then, right. now for the for the sake of a comet meteor storm, you know, let's let's say those are different things. But for example. Meteor storms called the Leonids. They yep. call them that because so they, they appear from Leo. Right. The radiating point is from a constellation. It's easy to to or or it looks like it is. Obviously, they aren't. But right. Yeah. It's generally. But yes. So that's and we know when those are coming by. So is these it? are coming. We he later Hata later establishes that he came from the Draco and he gives the coordinates. Yeah. Something like that. So, you know, if there were a comet, I think it'd be a meteor storm, but, you know, a meteor shower. But shower. Uh, yeah. Um, maybe Draco. Okay, fine. This is the time of year when Draco's in alignment with us or something or other. Maybe that's the idea. Mm-hmm. Is Emiko punking him? You know, at first I thought that, you know, in my notes I have... Uh, uh, so I am an amateur astronomer, and Emiko is an ass. Uh huh. Because she is, she is taking whatever direction she is not looking in, and she goes, exactly. Oh, oh look, there's one. Exactly. Oh, there's a and, 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 and we're not seeing any of them except one yep. at the end when they roll for the credits. And my question is, were all the others fake? Yes. And that was the spaceship. I yes. think it is. I think so. I think yep. she was just. Jerking his chain. Yeah, she's not a very nice person. No, no, cute, <sighs> but but <laughs> not a very nice person. Yeah, it has uh, an evil streak that's fairly wide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess you have to be to uh, to be a reporter <laughs> or a photographer, whatever she is. She writes stories, so she must be a re- reporter. Yeah. Um, what's the title about? <sighs> um. Memories are crossing the planet. Uh, well, I, I, it's just a really bad metaphor for reincarnation. I guess so. That's my only thought. I, I I had visions of of you know ghosts and stuff like that showing up. You know, memories as we would think of them. Yeah, uh, I, was, no, I was. I was. I was picturing like waves of of strange memories. Yeah, passing over groups of people all at once, like a. Like passing around the planet, but not only, not only is it not memories, it's spirit, but they don't pass, they don't cross the planet either. <laughs> they, right. they come to the planet, they come to the one guy. I, yeah, and I think there's no hope for him because the left has killed off the, the papists, uh, back on the planet. So, yeah, it's it's that their their world is dead. I think yep. that's what we were going for at the end. Yep. No, no, no. I, I, I think you're right there. We might as well just go for it. You know, I think if they had to watch the rest of this series, they were better off. 
<laughs> Only four more episodes. Only oh boy. four more episodes. Quite a steep hill, but we can do it. I'm hoping that they can I'm hoping they can finally get their groove, but this is just such a disjointed, weird series. Yeah. Like, this is just not well executed. And there's just too many things like the little girl with a drunk father. Yes. Are 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 we not concerned that that little girl has not been taken away and put in protective custody? Because dad clearly yeah, she... should not have a child. Right, exactly. exactly. And she should not be allowed to take some cash to the local liquor store and pick up a big bottle of sake that's a almost as big bo- as she is. Yeah, Totin's bottle is about half her size. Back to her dad. Jeez. Uh, rural life, I guess. Man, I suppose. Yeah. What was she, about eight? I think six? younger than that. Six, I would think. Yeah. Very, very young. Poor cute. Kid. Cute little kid. That little scene where she's standing outside looking in the house and, and dad is, has been calling her in his drunken stupor. Really? She's been out on the beach and then she's come up to the house and she knows she's got to go in. That oh, was, yeah. That it was... was sad, but... She's she's just a little cute thing. You're like, oh, come on. Yeah. (laughs) Don't do whatever horrible thing you're going to do to her. Surprisingly enough, he didn't. Yeah, he just acted horribly drunk around her and... and... Yeah, I mean, he's he's not clearly not taking care of her, but he... he, Um, And then this this episode, (laughs) the girl, the girl and the guy, and, and this, they're, they're... You can't see the air quotes, but they're about a mile high. Love story. Yeah. Yeah. She just keeps coming back, and every time she comes back, she sits next to him, and he puts his head on her shoulder, and he does it mechanically. They do it mechanically, not like affection. Uh It's like, oh, I'm so tired, I'm just going to put my head there. Yeah, it's uh, if that's what he's supposed to do, and... She's supposed to sit there. Yeah. It's not... Now, to be fair, in the last scene, well, in the last scene, after Hata has been killed, saving mm-hmm. his life, Sohei brings up a, a hologrammy thingy <laughs> that apparently shows Hata with the last pope doing yeah. a song or something, and uh, it makes it makes our doctor dude a little bit sad, and... He's like, why am I sad? I don't believe in reincarnation. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's like so he's a like, very emo child. Yeah, maybe it's you know one of these memories from from a past life. And then the girl comes along again, and she sits down, and for one and only time, the two of them sort of actually interact show, properly yeah. yeah have an affectionate embrace yeah it's not quite as awkward it's close not quite as awkward <laughs> and then you know normally we cut to the credits and that's the end of the show but then they come back and we see Sohei watching it and he's gonna have a cry <laughs> he's gonna have a little cry it's so sweet I don't I, I am yeah. <laughs> I don't think she was a catch and I don't think he was a catch and, um, yeah. Yep. I, there's one thing I'll say. Uh, do you have anything on this, this episode? Um, a technical thing. When they were inside the, uh, uh, the hospital, I'm sorry. Well, yeah. Or university, whatever. Teaching hospital. Teaching yeah. hospital. Yeah. 
Uh, and they were doing some whip pans to follow uh, Koichi around as he ran for oh, his right. life. Um, it was pretty clear that the camera they were using had a, a rolling shutter, so it was a CMOS camera, because there were some very pronounced diagonal lines in the, the image as it went past walls, doors, vertical yeah. lines. I didn't know that was it. kind this of interesting. Couldn't be an artifact from the Blu-ray transfer, right? No, no, I don't think so. Okay. Nope. Yeah, I didn't notice that, but uh. and and when uh, Soe was talking to Hada at the bar initially, like one of the first things he came up with was, uh, "Are you here for an abduction?" <laughs> and then he gets and Hada gets quiet. It's like, "Oh wait, you're supposed to answer that." It's like, "Well, yeah. Why'd you bring it up though?" I mean, because that's what aliens do. Exactly. Right to the point. It's like, okay, I guess on his limited interaction with aliens, that's what they do. (laughs) Well, let's just, let's just be glad that so he wasn't, didn't ask him if he was going to probe him. No, true, true. (laughs) Um, There there is an interesting line where he asks how you got your, your flying saucer or whatever it was. And and he says, well, you know, I I can't, I can't Can't tell you that. Yeah. I can't say and and he's like, oh man, he's insane. He's like, no, you got to do that for yourself. It's like, hey, cool. He's got the prime directive. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also then that just leads Sohei not to believe him that he's actually an alien. He's just a um, a guy with a really clever story and some weird tattoos, and a really, really robust alcohol response. Yeah, um, yeah, he can really hold his booze like all of it. Yeah. There's just, yeah, uh, the thing he's drinking from has truly got a full bottle in it at any given time. Yeah, I think he just poured like about a quarter or a half the bottle in it. But yeah, you could easily put a couple bottles into that. It's the type yeah. of thing that you would put, uh, you know, like a dozen or so apples in on a table as a centerpiece. <laughs> it's pretty large. Yeah, as you say, a brandy sniffer if your nose was the size of an elephant. But uh, yeah. Yeah, those are usually taller and more tulip-shaped. This was kind of, I don't know, so then you put a gigantic parfait in, actually. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, I don't know what the heck it was. I mean, it had a stand. It had a yeah. stem. Like a, uh, a big but, fruit yeah, display or something. Flat, like, yeah. 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 <laughs> that was handy. Glad, glad Sohei's got that in his bar. Yeah, exactly. Like, why would he, why would he think that? Well, I mean, the guy comes in, he says, I need alcohol. Give me alcohol. Oh. Fill him a glass. I want more. Okay. Fill the glass again. It's like, no, I need you to find a fruit bowl. <laughs> I need something big for my... I can hold it with two my hands. Appetite, my appetite, yeah. my drinking appetite. I'm very thirsty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the only food we can eat here, and the only nutrition we can get here on your yeah. planet. Yeah. I don't know. That was it. Okay. So every episode ends with something that that just really bothers me what in the subtitles this is a work of fiction have you noticed that no i haven't actually noticed that it's in the end credits every (laughs) time or this story is a work of fiction or something like that like every time maybe it's never seen uh, that maybe it's so uh uh it's there you know uh this is a work of fiction uh, any names are coincidental, but the, I, they don't have it in any other show I've watched. Well, true. I mean, none of the other Subaraya productions. Maybe they just figured, nope. you know, we're such an awesome show. We have to tell people that this is fake. 
And then the people who do the subtitles. Also. Over the end credits. They don't subtitle all the credits, but that's the one thing they subtitle. <laughs> like, work of fiction. Like, no. Exactly. You are uh, something me. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, oddly enough, I actually wrote down the next two episodes, and I don't know where I wrote them down. Oh, uh, the Tokyo Protocol and Femijian and Michiru. Yes, I remember that second one, the Tokyo Protocol. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, um, can hardly wait to see what Jin, Emmy, and Sohei get up to and what drinking they do in the next episodes. Exactly. Of... And how few people actually go to his bar. Which he owns. And yeah, apparently... Yeah can stay in business just off of Jin's bar tab. I'm guessing his his uh his father passed away and he gave him the building. Mm. And it's, he's he's living off the rent from the other people and just has this for fun. No, that could be. That yeah. could be. John, thank you for joining me. Oh, you're welcome. Listeners, I hope you'll join us all again next time on Fusion Patrol. You've been listening to Fusion Patrol. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, we hope you'll consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com slash Fusion Patrol or patreon.com slash Fusion Patrol. For our monthly Patreon subscribers, we're currently running a special series on Babylon 5. Come join the conversation and find other content at fusionpatrol.com. And we're back on social media, where you can also follow us on Mastodon and the Fediverse. Our address is at podcast at fusionpatrol.com. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. This has been a Lone Locust production. On the next episode of Fusion Patrol, we discuss a Christmas disaster that turns into a Christmas miracle. Or perhaps it's just a no-man's-land soccer game on Christmas Day. Also, someone finally puts it on the table. West is a two-dimensional Captain Ahab. Kylan is his white whale. As we look at the space above and beyond episode, The River of Stars. Come join the conversation.